0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 126, Episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers! Stop! Fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Well, it was just quarantine from COVID-19 and the way it sucked was way beyond compare. I couldn't host with another Ooh, but Miles, please stay over there. <laughs> Courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi-Maine and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host Mr. Miles
1: Don't meet me in the trap It's going round Don't meet me in the mall It's going round Don't meet me in the club It's going round Corona's everywhere It's guaranteed to be around And that is from Crispy Meme Donut He's gone one, two He's got two up Maybe it'll be a third? We don't know. We'll see. But shout out to you for we that young thrilled. jock going down, a.k.a.
0: And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by Lil Zam herself, our third co-host, or second co-host, our, our co-host, Jamie Loftus! You
2: are the second wave, podcast queen, stuck in quarantine. Don't uh. so touch your face, or you'll catch to 19 mm. oh yeah, wow. you can dance, you can die, hard. as long as you stay inside, ooh, ooh, ooh Damn. Dance, me, stay six feet from my Zamboni, oh, oh. <laughs>
1: wow, wow, oh, I really wow. wish I'd gone
2: down an octave for that, but that, no, that
0: was incredible.
2: Uh, i did not know you had
0: that did not know you had that in you
1: i'm realizing that every day we do it jamie's giving us a little bit more and more out of her voice box as she sings i'm like (laughs) hold on does she does she have pipes in addition to zamboni skills i
2: I want our equivalent might be the case i want our equivalent of the a star is born where like we're sitting in the grocery store parking lot six feet from each other and you're like you're a songwriter uh, <laughs> that AKA was from Bailey underscore Blossoms, and it was her very first AKA she's ever written.
0: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Well, very very well done, Bailey. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe she got a shout out from Christy Yamaguchi, man. Like he he did the official coronation where he put the s- sword on each of her shoulders. I don't know why <laughs> I pronounce sword that way, but uh, sword stay day nine hundred of the choir. But yeah, so I mean, she got she got knighted uh, on on her first one, <laughs> so that was pretty that was there pretty impressive. Hell yeah! Uh, shout out to her. Shout out to all Zeitgang sticking with us through yes. uh, through this quarantine.
2: Thank you to yeah. Um, the, there was a bunch of Zeitgang who came through to the live stream shows I did over the weekend, and it was so it was so nice to have friends there. Oh, was, awesome! So thanks to everyone who tuned in.
0: Right. That's amazing. Yeah. How are those going?
2: They're fun. It's like uh, I think comedians are are figuring it out in real time. Uh, you know, some trials, some error. I'm gonna try it again on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, guys. Let's get into uh, what we're talking about today. Uh brief preview. We're gonna talk about Weinstein getting the corona. We're gonna talk about uh, Peppa Pig. We're going to talk about uh, some stories about Ellen. Uh, We're going to talk about Angelinos not knowing how to do this. Uh, We're going to repeat uh, that this is all due to Trump's initial failed uh, response because that does not seem to be getting through. We're going to talk about uh, the fuckery uh, that keeps on keeping on uh, COVID class war. We're gonna talk about all of that, plenty more televangelists if we get to them.
1: Uh, Tiger
0: King, any of y'all watch Tiger King?
1: Oh no. fuck yeah, I did.
2: What is you watch Tiger
1: the whole King? thing? Uh, I'm I think I'll have like one, two more episodes left. Like basically, I'm at that part where we're starting to see Joe like run for for office.
0: Yeah, me too. Joe Biden. That's what I just saw. Yeah, about Joe Biden,
1: the tiger (laughs) king, Joe Exotic (laughs) from Winniewood, Oklahoma.
2: Oh, oh, okay. I've seen. I yeah. I just watched Sonic this weekend. Sorry, guys.
0: Oh Oh, shit! Just over and over again. How was it?
2: I just maybe it's just the quarantine, but I I thought it was a fun romp. I laughed, and then at one point I cried. I think people are just like being too hard on shit.
0: Yeah. There wasn't like one movie, one comic book or a video game movie that like broke through and was like, this is an Oscar caliber video game movie. But I feel like there were a bunch of like decent, like okay video game movies that have broken the curse of video game movies.
2: Yeah. Um, It was cute. And I also just, I don't know. I'm just like rooting for James Marsden. Anytime he has success. I feel like the world just—you uh, know—he's been around for so long, and anytime he gets a big part, you're like, "You deserve it, buddy."
1: And also, yeah, yeah you deserve to die in this movie, also.
2: Oh, for sure. Oh, Doesn't for he like sure. always Wait, what
1: die? Like, I feel like his characters never like are actually like the dude winning.
2: Well, that's the thing. Is like he—he's like... got like movie star presence and looks, but he's never cast that way. It's weird.
1: Right. He started out
0: as America's favorite. Cuckled, uh because he was always getting cuckolded in his movies like wait either even if it was like X-Men he was like getting uh X-Men yeah. uh if you will he was getting cuckolded but like uh Straw Dogs he was like that's the whole premise of that movie like So he's just
1: kind of like a he just never wins really I fell yeah. in love
2: with him in Hairspray but he also is like low key like semi-villainous in that too even though he's really He's the man can sing, he's like Patrick Wilson, where you're like, Wait a second, and he can sing,
1: right. And he played John Wilkes Booth in Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? James
2: Marsden's an American treasure. <laughs>
1: yeah. I actually got
0: to know him as a singer first, and then I was surprised that he could act. But oh, you know, that's just me, <laughs> uh, guys. Let's talk about, so let's let's each do or let's pick one thing uh from each category because we have so much news to get to what is something from everyone's search history that's revealing about who you are
1: mine is buffy if the buffy the vampire slayer game that was on ps2 is if the disc is compatible on ps4 because Mm -hmm. her majesty we're trying to play more games she loves buffy she was like oh there's this game on ps2 i'm like fam that shit is not working on ps4 And she's like, yeah, but it's both PlayStations. And I'm like, Google it. And then the disc, lo and behold, is not compatible. But we are switching to another game. She likes Simpsons Hit and Run, which is on the PlayStation Store. So we'll be doing that. And also, later on when we talk about activities, I have another game I've been playing that I'll tell people about that I'm fucking obsessed with. The Buffy
0: obsession is pan-media. It goes all, all across media. It's You guys are just about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just... You know, that's like her whole her whole personality is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, in this quarantine, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to become also a Buffy fan, then you must also love Arsenal and you're going to sit through me watching you the invincible season of 2003-2004 because I found a Google Drive link with all those games uploaded. Hey. Are you guys fans of the original movie too? Christy Swanson. With Christy Swanson? Uh, yeah. I remembered it. I, I definitely I saw that when it came out, and I I liked it. But then the show, I don't know. I think it just I think the way it was marketed, I was like, I don't know if this this is for teen boy.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> there that was I,
0: randomly like one of those movies I saw multiple times in the theater when I was like that age. When I right. go into movies was like what you did on weekends.
1: Remember that back before twenty twenty? Yeah.
2: I still have never gotten around to. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not for it's no one's fault. It's one person's fault. where like in college, on my like second night of college when I had no friends, uh, there was this girl on my floor who like came uh, like I think she sensed that I had no friends and she also had no <laughs> friends. So she came to my room and she was like, "Have you ever seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer?" And I was like, no." And then she shut my door and made me watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer with her for five oh, no. hours. And so I just have some buffy trauma. I gotta work through it.
1: Damn. Yeah, you you got buff trauma, dude. Don't don't let people hit you with the buff trauma out the gates like that. I mean, the thing that I thought too, I was like, man, this is gonna be dumb. But I realized like the reason she watches it is to like regress to go to like a simpler time in like the late nineties where like the kind the style of writing, it was like clearly like at the helm of this writer's room felt like it was a boomer white guy because like the characters, the way they speak sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's how this character talks. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but like I
2: feel about Gilmore girls. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But the, I don't know, but part of it too, as you get on, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with season two. Uh, it gets a little more and more interesting. The first season is more like definitely like a comic book, like self-contained, like pulp comic book. Like, Ooh, this it's like contained. It's like, Oh, here's this week's evil spirit that has to be defeated and then you start getting a little more depth with the characters.
0: What is something you guys think is underrated?
1: Nike Training Club.
0: What
2: is that?
1: It's an app that is on, you know, most phone, I think Android and iOS as well, but it's basically just exercise shit, but if you have dumbbells, like you can say how much equipment you have and you can just get a routine going. So like right now I'm running more. So I realized because I'm such a sedentary sitter, I need to like work on my glutes and my hips. So I've been doing like little exercises like that. Her majesty has been doing other, like there's just all kinds of stuff just that you can like sort of maintain your fitness in your own home, even if you don't have a ton of space.
2: I'll say under it. I've been saying it all last week too, but the Jane Fonda workouts on YouTube, they've been kicking my ass. I'm on day 10. I'm on day 10 of Jane. and uh. And it's like it's so hard. It's so like Damn. she, she's so sexy. It's like upset. Like it's. <laughs> it's it, there's a lot going on in the video because she's she's 45 in the video, but she's like it's. She has the body of a 22 year old, and she's so calm. And you like know she has multiple takes to do it, but you still feel so bad because right. I'm like <laughs> I'm like panting, and then she's like, "Hi, I'm Jay Monda. You ready to?" <laughs> squeeze your ass till it falls off your body and then and then that's what you do
1: but you yeah. aren't watching it like as an exercise video, right? You keep saying like she's so hot, and you're having trouble breathing. Is that because you're like it's like porn for you, and you're like, oh right, people exercise to this also. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. I'm just sitting on my couch, just like getting horny. No, but I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing it every day, and it's uh uh I don't know. It's so it's kind of funny that like there have been I've I've definitely had healthier habits in the choir than I had outside of it. I can't remember the last time that I was like, I should work out. For an oh, hour
0: me and either, half yeah. A day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, uh we did dan- like there was some dance party uh on I think it was called Dance Church, but it was like some DJ who was like doing a virtual dance party for an hour and me and the kids danced for for a while and that was the most exercise I've gotten in like a month.
2: That's uh, so fun.
0: I was really <laughs> really out of breath. But yeah, it's fun to dance with little kids cuz you just get okay. real silly.
1: I feel like you could do a full body workout with like kids like of your of your kids size cuz you can like do shit like lifting them up throwing them in yeah, the air yeah, yeah. like exactly. fucking doing squats with them and just like work your shoulders and arms bro you might have I'm a gym you. in your house
0: It was a lot it was a lot uh was a lot. <laughs> I was I was a little annoyed by the end of it I was like Jesus Christ uh <laughs>
1: just cuz like you're like how much how much kids, more can kids i rip are very and They nae They
0: they don't care if you're out of breath Uh, they're they're just very selfish it's all about their their needs uh what is something we think is overrated
2: well it seems like we have some conflict in this category yeah Yeah.
1: i i say overrated is companies giving away shit for quote-unquote free because times are hard right now
2: like quote-unquote free like not actually free
1: well more in the sense of like there's it it, they're acting like they're benevolent and they're all they're so kind to sort of open this part of their content library or this service as part of like their greater website when part of me is like were you guys just exploiting that to make more money and from a calculated business position it's like a double win because hey fuck it even if we cannibalize this segment of our business we can still get points for acting like we're doing something selfless I've just been looking at all these like mostly like on you know Amazon is like unpaywalling stuff or other people oh, are unpaywalling yeah. certain things. And I'm like, is it because you really feel like, you know, this it's hard times or you're like, yeah, we we're making that much money. We do this. Good PR. Fuck it. Let's do it. And then we look we look totally chill at that. Like Nike even did that with like their training club shit where like there used to be yeah. a paywall for a premium classes. And then they were like. Oh yeah, now premium is like free, so you can get all the fitness stuff you want. I'm like, were y'all really making that much money? Or this is just sort of like,
2: let's act like we did something nice.
1: This is But yeah, you still I, get free the,
2: shit. I don't know. I'm like, I'm down. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be pissed. I
0: I'm down. I'm gonna be pissed when it turns out when it turns out that this was all a strategy to introduce it to us, so when they take it away, it's like yeah. makes it that much harder right. for us You're to different. say no to it. So I actually didn't know that that about the Nike Training Club because earlier I was like, damn, Miles is paying for the nike training club that's that's baller shit no, no
1: no they have they have a free version but like anything there's like any app right there's like hey yeah. there's in-app purchases too so like when they and to your point jack it's like well what happens when the economy gets going again and they start being like oh yeah sorry yoink gotta pay for that now
0: right that's when i'm gonna be pissed but until then i'll take your free shit uh but yeah no i use the free nike training club thing and it's not that awesome uh, I was but the, I was more
2: pissed when I was like looking on sites and people weren't offering shit for free. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dang, what the fuck? I was I I was in a weak moment. I'm like, maybe I'll sign up for MasterClass. I bet they're giving some shit away. It seems like they would make you know you could you could watch a MasterClass and there are no discounts, no discounts on yeah, MasterClass. Right. I'm like, what the fuck is uh, wrong with you?
0: But I mean, Amazon unpaywalling kids content is I think just. Dope, because we all need it right now. Uh, kids need, especially when it's like educational shit. I, my oh, kids watched yeah. Zootopia yesterday, and like, <gasps> I thought that was a perfectly innocent movie, but they like were playing like very violent afterwards. So you gotta be very careful. <laughs> like, it's PG. I'm like, there's a there's a reason there's a difference between G and PG. Uh, there there's like violence in that movie. It opens with like a lot of violence. Um, show but, show your
1: kids blood sport and see what happens yeah. just to do a little A-B <laughs> testing. Yeah,
2: I was shot in the first scene. I mean, I guess spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog. But in the first scene of Sonic, they're really desperately trying to like give him a backstory that no one wants or needs. And so they gave they gave him this mom character who's a gigantic bird. And the gigantic bird gets what? shot in the first three what? minutes of the. The gigantic bird literally gets shot by an arrow, and then she's like, Sonic, you have to go to the regular world and meet James Marsden. It's the prophecy. And you're like, what the fuck is (laughs) this back? What
0: the fuck is happening? (laughs) Like (laughs) Bambi or some shit? I
2: thought thought you were just going to
0: say his backstory was that he worked at a Sonic, and that's how he got his name.
2: Would have been a better choice. No, they were like, Sonic lives... On, like, this weird planet, and he was adopted by a bird lady, and she loves him, but she got shot. And so she tosses up this ring, and then you see a picture of like San Francisco, and then they're like, Sonic, you have to go there. It's the only place you could be safe. (laughs) What? And I don't know. I felt like I dreamed it. And then I watched it back. I'm like, why? Who signed off on like bird mom who gets shot backstory? It's so fucking weird.
0: Yeah. By the way, Peppa Pig has been unpaywalled, and I don't know if it was which one of you was uh pointing out something that parents have long known. But Peppa Pig's face and profile is just a dick.
1: It's it is a. I put that there because I was reading an article about I don't I don't know in what areas Peppa Pig specifically is paywalled, but Amazon has been unpaywalling a ton of their kids' content
2: on yeah. Prime,
1: so you can watch it. Uh, but like when I saw this photo. I mean, I knew what Peppa Pig was, but I never took the time to look. But it looks like a dick with two urethras. <laughs> yeah, or like or two, a dick- two pee holes,
0: like the Tiger King himself.
1: I'm
2: Maybe. glad. Oh that we're
0: yeah, using- he's got to put a padlock through
2: have- <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm glad we have time to really think these things through now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these are deep, time for deep corned.
1: And again, I realized too when, as soon as I wrote that, like, put that thing in the doc. I was like, I'm sure Jack has seen this in any any adult who knows who's drawn graffiti penises before. I was like, dude, this pig's face a dick. Yeah.
0: My (laughs) only question has ever been whether it was intentional, like whether they knew they were appealing to some weird, like, Oh, they knew. Oh, they knew Jack. You got to think they did, right? It's weird. Anyway, look at Peppa Pig's face and profile people. It's, it's upsetting. Uh, Finally, what is there a myth uh, that people want to bust?
2: Oh, uh, I want to bust the myth that it's never too late to teach your parents computers. Uh, oh, wow. Right. I've been yeah. I've been uh. So my, my dad's quarantined by himself, and so we've been talking a lot. And he he has a laptop, but he's just like thinks that webcams hack your email or something. So, but <laughs> I I was on the phone with him for two hours yesterday. We figured out how to Google Hangouts. It it we we did it. And then I sent him a list of podcasts I recommend to him and he started listening to one.
1: Oh my so, goodness.
2: I know that which is like huge for him. Uh that so yeah, he started listening to uh, if you're looking for a podcast to send to your 60-year-old father, my year uh, in Mensa. It is yeah, it was <laughs> I, I was like there's this thing called the Cast. No, it was um what is it called? It's called Rhinestones or Cocaine and Rhinestones. It's a really good podcast about like old-timey country stars.
1: Mm. And
2: it's like, I don't know, it's good. I was like, Dad, you're going to like this. And he's like, I listened to a few episodes, and it's just like radio. I'm like, yep. That's, cool. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of the point. I, that's how I pay my rent, Poppy. Thank you. Uh, Did you see,
1: Jamie, that you got written up in like a Danish newspaper website or some shit?
2: Yeah, yeah. I got an email from the guy who wrote that story. I mean, we had like, yeah, he was like, hey, just so you know, we're writing a review in this uh danish paper and uh hope you're good and then we talked about our different quarantines for a while that was cool i i, I translated it i think i i just clicked google translate it seemed really nice
1: okay good i'm glad it wasn't like yeah this this woman doesn't have respect for mensa she's clearly <laughs> idiot
2: i will i will say this is a really bad time to have to read mean comments about yourself on the internet it's, it's fucking brutal man i have to like I don't know. I always need to realign my relationship with the internet. But oh, yeah. baby, to be to be called a, a dog face feminist when you're trapped in your house, ooh, ooh <laughs> oh boy, does not Jesus. feel good.
1: Just be, just be. You're lucky you weren't called a dog face pony soldier. There,
0: <laughs> right. That's the one thing we all have to thank ourselves. Thank. We all got
1: to unite against. Hundred
0: yeah. percent dog pit dog face pony soldiers. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and Big Harve, uh, Harvey Weinstein, got the Corona, uh, which is pretty funny. Yikes. But then he exposed a bunch of other people to it. So, not so funny. Yeah, um, he can't, he's yeah. like,
2: to save his fucking worthless life, he can't stop fucking up. I was like, this is the one good Corona news. A true villain gets it. And then they're like, and he exposed other prisoners. You're like, well, fuck that, I guess. <laughs> right. So, well, but bro- also,
1: I mean, I'm sure it had to have come from outside, you know, in. So whatever, whatever happened. So many people are getting fucked up from that shit because I, I how many I cases are at Rikers? They're worried about an outbreak at Rikers, aren't they?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. How and most
1: we might find out that matter, since that matter.
0: We might find out well, since New York is the only place that is actually testing. It seems like. Right. California yeah, I mean, what- over the weekend uh, was basically like, "Yeah, we give up on testing. We're just gonna test healthcare uh, healthcare workers now because that's the only like we're not gonna contain it. So it doesn't matter, it's,
1: like, right? It's just it's very
0: nihilistic statement.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like that's sort of like the kind of brutal truth they have to like health officials are having to approach this with. It's like, we can't blow smoke up our own asses anymore and act like we're containing it. Like we're past that. And it's a waste of resources to do that. It seems like to now it's like, unless it's going to fundamentally change the care uh, for the like patient, then there's really no point. But I don't know, like yeah. in LA in general, like a lot of people, I don't know if that was a good thing when they announced that it's like, ah, we're not, I don't know, we're past containment, but please shelter in place because People were fucking out. This that feels weekend contradictory. Yeah,
2: I feel like you can't really like as a public official, you can't really back down on or say anything that even remotely contradicts uh, shelter in place because people want to leave. Of course they do. Like,
1: yeah, right. I I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, there's a way I'm sure to like express sort of what the situation is, but I, I think at the same time that's just what it is. But I think people from that point, I think it's a combination of ignorance and denial uh in terms of like what I was reading and seeing. Like I took a drive up PCH because I just wanted to like look at the ocean and then like maybe find a spot where like nobody was just to like kind of get out for a second. But when I drove by the beaches, people were out on the beach. Like even though, you know, some could argue there was a bit of space, but the crowds were so large. Like it wasn't it wasn't there may have been six feet, but it just did not look good if you're playing the strict mathematics of it. Um yeah, yeah. and even like Runyon was there was like a ton of people there. I was I like. I thought about maybe going to the farmers market to try and like you know uh, uh, patronize like local businesses and stuff. And when I just drove by and like read tweets, it was like a zoo. Yeah, you and can't. People, I yeah. it's unbelievable.
2: I I uh, stopped by the office last Sunday, and yeah, like the farmers market was it was there was a bajillion people there, and it's <laughs> uh, it's frustrating because it's like I I I feel like I've gotten some mixed info on like some experts say you shouldn't take your dog on a walk and just let them like piss and crap in the backyard you can go on a walk some people say you shouldn't go on a walk and it's like there is definitely conflicting information out there but to i mean outside of like going on a walk or a run in like a quiet neighborhood area that like going to like runyon canyon and like going to a a farmer like it's like that just feels like common sense. Like, of course you can't do that right now. Your yeah. And I sucks, get, but you can't,
1: I, I get it too, because like everyone's in their houses, everyone's yeah. starting to get sure crazy. I think for me, it got like really bad over the weekend, just sort of like realizing, okay, like I'm going to have to really hunker down for this now. Like, and this is my life now. But yeah. I think by going out, it helps people deal a little bit with this idea of like, well, it can't be that bad. Like I can still get out. Other people are out like life's still going on. And I understand from a very humanist, like from a human psychological standpoint, like why someone would be, you know, moved to do that. But at the same time, when you look at the transmission rates and things like that, and what we're trying to do, it just, we have to think a little bit more narrowly about it.
0: Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of just depressing shit and what we all have to do, First of all, I just want to reiterate because I'll keep doing this until (laughs) until the story seems to be like fully picked up and uh, soaking in that this is all the Trump administration's fault uh, as based on their failed response. The fact that they blocked testing uh, either actively or passively rather than uh, encouraged it and did everything and showed leadership in order to get it out. And, you know, if we had comprehensive testing, we wouldn't all have to be locked up in our houses, but we do have to be locked up in our houses. So, you know, it it sucks, but that's that's what it is and that's whose fault it is. Um, The Senate is trying to put together a stimulus bill to keep the economy from uh, going into a depression and stay in a nice, uh, horrible recession area. Recess. Let's call it Recess. Recess.
2: Economic Recess. Hey, <laughs> speaking yeah. of, speaking of a, a show that would be great to rewatch during quarantine, Recess. Y'all ever watch Recess? Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I know about it. It was an animated show, right?
2: Oh, it's it's the best. They got like full-on socialism episodes. It's wild. Anyways. There you go. Recess.
0: I watched Parks and Rec to get away from the reality for a little bit, and the episode mm-hmm. that came on, like, after the first one I watched was Unless about, he got the flu? like, a flu epidemic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no! Fuck, I thought, man?
2: I thought you were going to say the the episodes that are like, isn't Joe Biden cool? And you're like, well, this one didn't <laughs> hold up very well. <laughs> yeah. <But they're... laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess there's Yikes. a
0: lot of reasons I shouldn't go to that show Bye. about local politics to escape. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Senate Republicans are trying to put together a... Uh, A bill, and it is, you know, very Republican-type shit where they're going to restrict rights, uh, funnel money into the pockets of the wealthy in the form of bailouts, and Democrats are trying to block it, but uh, it's... I don't know. It it seems like the Republicans are going to win that PR battle because they're just going to be like, well, they're being obstructionist.
1: Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, you know... All like you're saying, like every crisis we've had in this country is either restrict our rights or completely redistribute wealth to the top, or both. And we're luckily we're in a fucking both situation right now with yeah. the you know the the Republicans. I mean, the Democrats are also working with Mnuchin and the Treasury to try and figure out what a like actual humane policy is going to be because the Republican version is, hey, can you give us like a 500 billion dollar pot to just distribute money out of, but we're not going to tell you how that money's going or what the restrictions are on that for six months. We just want a blank check so we can just hook up any CEO donor we have with a little bit of cash so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Democrats are like, that's completely fucked up. We're not going to give you $500 billion just to do whatever you want without A, knowing who the money's going to, B, how they were spending their money before this, C, how they're going to spend their money with this, D, what they're going to do with their employees. Can they guarantee them work? Can they guarantee them benefits? Are there strings attached? So, you know, they're trying very hard to make this shit right. And I think they really do need to hold out because this is going to be, again, just taking more money just to give handouts to the wealthy is absolutely fucking unacceptable. You think it's bad now? Wait till you see what the economy looks like when we have no fucking resources to help people. So, yeah. And they're you know, just counting a whole on the other wealthy thing,
0: yeah. to let the money trickle on down, get, give out. Which uh, has only worked
2: out well in the past. The, yeah, it's, they're so good and, at that. And in the meantime, Rand Paul's ass has coronavirus. You're, yeah, you're, I know.
0: You're, the guy voting against it.
2: The, I, he's I, voting
0: I, against it because it wasn't right-wing enough.
2: He wrote, I Dude, mean- Dude, he's it's, just, yeah, because it's a, it's a hoax. Like, yeah, it's a hoax, but also he has it and now he's quarantined. I'm still kind of shocked that there isn't like completely remote Congress right now. It's just like 90% of people in Congress are, you know, textbook at risk for this. And it's just like it's people are going to kill themselves trying to pretend that this is not a problem. I Um, mean, yeah, we're doing we're
1: we're we're doing a pretty good job of nominating ourselves as a nation for the largest Darwin Award of all time right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The, um, that's kind of a, uh, I called it the Vanessa Hudgens, uh, kind of narrative uh, online, but I feel like it's, you know, it it actually has more to do with the big banks and really wealthy billionaires. But the idea of like, well, some people are going to die, but that's inevitable. We got to go back to work is I'm starting to hear that more and more, uh, Lloyd Blankfein uh oh, who was boy. the CEO of Goldman Sachs during the first financial crisis. Of course uh,
2: that's the C- Of course that's his name.
0: Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, Blank check. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, if you you may know him from when he uh started panicking and saying that he would uh you know that Russia and Putin wanted you to vote for Bernie and just freaking out. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. He is saying uh, he tweeted uh, yesterday extreme measures to flatten the virus. Quote curve is sensible for a time to stretch out the strain on health infrastructure, but crushing the economy jobs and morale is also a health issue and beyond within a very few weeks. Let those with a lower risk to the disease return to work within a very few weeks a very
1: few weeks please allow the and, workers to go back so i may exploit their labor so i may, yes. i can continue to generate my money within but don't ask few, me for please. shit
2: ugh gross
1: yeah
0: but that that feels like you know the people who get to decide who like when it's time to go back are going to be rich people whose lives are not on the line right absolutely
2: absolutely who are getting tested without symptoms while people who need testing can't get access with, you know, there, there's been, uh, I mean, I I feel like we, at this point, uh, we know pretty well that it's going to be way easier for rich people to get tested. There's been a number of like celebrities that have gotten diagnosed or gotten like diagnosed with diagnosed. Is that, I don't know. They have COVID, they have COVID-19, and they were able to get a test without any symptoms. And there's been more in-depth reporting to that effect in the past day or so, where, I mean, it is like kind of not surprising that celebrities can pay a, a lot of extra money and then get increased access to testing. But just to get uh, more in, in the weeds on it, uh, they're, they're called, I mean, there's private physicians and concierge doctors mm. uh, that mm. LA Times is reporting that offer tests to their patients. At a price, um, and even the doctors themselves are like, "Yeah, there's no way this should be a thing." Uh, one doctor <laughs> right. said, Qu- "Quote: This represents a massive failure of the federal government of the healthcare system." Unquote. And then it's just kind of like, "But what can you do?" Like, uh, "Hey, they're
1: willing to pay, and I'm willing to take their money." So, we.
2: There's a there's a Beverly Hills doctor named Dr. David Nazarian who uh, is basically just servicing celebs across. Uh, Beverly Hills. He limits his clientele to quote influential people, A-list celebrities, and CEOs, uh, and has like a yearly membership fee that starts at fifty five hundred dollars, goes up to ten thousand dollars. And so, like this is how people are are, are getting tested as they're in these w- freaky elite clubs of doctors that are almost admittedly like kind of hoarding COVID nineteen tests that uh, you know I I don't think they have any right to do. And that's why the bachelor knows he has COVID nineteen, and uh, you don't.
1: Anna was sending around a thing in our thread of like uh, uh, diagnoses or co- like confirmed cases of coronavirus, like in part by like part of the city. And it was interesting because yeah. you like Brentwood had a lot, and I was like, yeah. interesting, like because cause that's Texas, yeah. yeah. And I'm that's like, right. I was like looking around, I was like, huh. I mean, not that it was consistent because there are other areas that weren't necessarily affluent areas that had like larger numbers. But in like when I was like thinking of the geography of the city and like right there and just sort of like, you know, Brent was there, Beverly Hills is next to it, Santa Monica is next to that. And like that cluster was interesting to see, but probably because they're just able to get the shit tested. Yeah. But
0: I mean, that's a really great metaphor for how the overall, how America works overall is the system breaks down. It's. Failing people, uh, it's possibly by design failing people, uh, failing the general public. And then, you know, rich people are able to pay their way into emergency care, basically. Everyone else, it's just left up to the sorting hat of, you know, whatever doctors decide.
1: Right. And then again, with all the things that, you know, please, I, not that I'm sure if you have relatives who are so far gone on, in terms of like the right echo chamber on the right, but like, What is happening with this stimulus bill is very clear. Republicans want to steal whatever the fuck they still can out of these public coffers to enrich themselves and a very small number of people while the rest of us suffer. And if we're not able to get a hold on that, the brakes are going to fully come the fuck off. And it's going to look really bad when we're looking at people like these CEOs who are like, yeah, man, I had to lay off a ton of people. I got all this money. My job's still afloat. You're still paying the same amount of money for the services I have. I'm doing it with less people. I'm not helping the community by injecting any money into a local economy. Meanwhile, we're still fucking stuck here holding the bag without an ability to test or any semblance of, of you know, a actual decent response from the federal government.
0: And I think there's also just generally a failing on the media's behalf. Like I, what Miles just said, like is kind of the underlying, like that should be the main kind of takeaway from this crisis so far. And you don't hear that fucking anywhere on no. like cable yeah. news. You don't see it anywhere in New York Times. You don't see, like people aren't like they talk around it, but it's they're too insulated. They're they're in so their, vague. They say
1: shit like, oh, the the Democrats oppose a slush fund where Republicans will be able to distribute money from without knowing where it's happening. No, that's I mean, yes, that's one way to describe it. They're also saying here's here's the amount of money, right? We have this gigantic pie that we have that's supposed to nourish the entire economy. We want to take a majority of that and give that to a tiny sliver of the economy and people and the rest of it. Y'all can knife fight over. Yeah. because yeah. that's just how the system's set up, because with money in politics and especially with how some of these people on the right and the left, let's be real, like there's just as many Democrats who are willing to vote for the budgets that these people were putting forward prior to this. But the mentality is that on both sides where there are rich people who give you money so you can get into office. When you get there, you are their their fighter in the arena of legislation. You do what is best for those people who hooked you up with money, and whatever is left for the people, you do that. And what is happening now is people need to really pay attention of how the government is prioritizing companies over human beings, over people who are going to work every day now, people who have lost work and are struggling to meet their bills. They are saying, fuck you. I want to give all of the money to these rich people who do not fucking need it because mm-hmm. I don't want to disrupt this the stock market, uh, which is the way they play games. And but unfortunately, a lot of our ability to stay afloat and uh, things like that are tied to the stock market. But and that's sort of like the car, That's the way they they can hold the knife to us too. Is like, well, you know, if I let this shit go, that's gonna hurt all y'all too. So maybe huh, maybe we need to stabilize the stock market.
2: Right? Yeah. I in the meantime, the only thing I've been able to like take comfort in is the like increased presence of mutual aid funds throughout all of this. Cause it's just like, it's so clear that the majority of the government has no vested interest in protecting their people until it's the, la- I mean, they, they just don't care. Um, And I've found it very heartening to just see at least people standing up for each other. And again, it's, it's like putting the onus on the people who are suffering, which is, is horrible but it it, like there's a lot of people that are like rising to the occasion and saying like yeah i'm not gonna like wait for the government to give a shit about me because there's only been evidence to the contrary like how can i help the people around me and how can you know because right now that's like the only thing that has been i don't know making me feel even remotely positive about where we're at is like our ability to help each other out even though it should that's not where the responsibility should fall but because it is uh I'm, I'm glad that it's it's been nice to see people have each other's back like whether that's financially or emotionally supporting or whatever yeah. it is it's just but it, yeah yeah
1: I, just to like kind of put it back in this perspective right like you know the government was trying to you know uh use their powers to get other companies to begin manufacturing like vital goods or things that we need to fight the virus. And, you know, there was a, there's a reluctance on Trump's side because like, the chamber of fucking commerce and other lobbyists were like, I don't know, it's a lot of red tape to do all this stuff for us to kind of do all, like to help out with these supplies. The The business sector is dragging their feet because they don't they're worried about the costs. So th- think of it like this. A few wealthy people grown. And somehow we're not doing the right thing to create vital medical supplies or distributing vital medical supplies because a small number, let's call it 40 people, groaned to the president. Meanwhile, there are millions of us who are affected by this, and we are screaming at the top of our lungs. But it's not heard because the way shit is set up is that only those 40 people, you got to be high enough in the sky for them to hear you. We are down here screaming, and they don't give a fuck.
0: Right. Um. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and this is the section where we talk about what we're using to distract us from all the awful shit that we just talked about.
2: Um, <laughs> okay, so... I know that we've we've been dunking on celebs a lot. I agree they're the worst, but right now they're really kind of all we got in terms of <laughs> funny things that are happening. Uh my buddy Kevin Porter, who um is the co-host of the Good Christian Fun podcast, former co-host of Gilmore Guys, made an excellent thread over the weekend, saying that he would give $2 to the LA Food Bank for every uh, unhinged story about Ellen DeGeneres uh, behind the scenes they could find. And he ended up having to donate $600. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So there were just so many, like, I do, I think that, I mean, shouts out to Dakota Johnson for like reminding the people that Ellen DeGeneres is high key a monster. Uh, But here, I just wanted to share some of my favorites from the thread. I, like, lost two hours of my life to this thread, (laughs) and I couldn't be happier. So here are some responses that I loved. Uh, Okay. Uh, Nick Weiger, icon, says, uh, Friend was a PA on her show and got their first staff writer job and put in notice. Instead of congrats, was told to give their Christmas gift back.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) Um... Karen Kilgareth was her head writer for five years until the writer's strike. When Karen wouldn't cross the picket line, she was fired, and Ellen never spoke to her again.
0: Oh, okay. Hey.
2: <laughs> here's, here's a great one. This was back in the day when she was sporting her Carson-era mullet. We were in gym and doing crunches, as we would commonly do to start the class. Ellen riffed a loud fart and tried to blame it on me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Just like the most chaotic evil possible. She has a sensitive nose, so everyone has to chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and shower. Um,
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: It's just there's so there's so there's the way that she treats wait staff is nightmare. Uh, Her staff members are not allowed to be in the same room as her. Uh,
1: I love it. I love it. You know, I expect nothing less from from Ellen DeGeneres. It's also funny to see in that thread, too, where people are like caping for her and like, you know, why don't you talk about some of the good things she's done? And it's like, yeah, 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 we get that. Like, that's all out there. That's the public facing part of it. That's the part she wants you to know or wants you to think is there. But it's funny. But I get it, too. I think people, if depending on how close you are to the actual production you know, it's easier for, I think, for, especially for people in L.A. or near, like, the industry to see, like, oh, yeah, that's a fucked up thing that I can see uh, 100% happening in this town, and I, other people he, are like, oh, she couldn't be that bad.
2: Ellen is also one of those celebrities that historically just has such a, what is it, like, with, with celebrities that adopt pets and then the pets disappear, like, that is a thing. Uh, she, uh, like, yeah. that was an, another story in this thread, like, Ellen, supposed am- animal lover has a bad habit of adopting really cute kittens and puppies, but as they get older she gets tired of them and forces other people to adopt them. Uh yeah. Lena Dun- Lena Dunham has had some disappearing dogs. Julianne Huff has had some disappearing dogs. Celebrities, mm, I don't know, but they're making me laugh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what better way to entertain yourself while also getting a unavoidable like snapshot of the the system that we're talking about uh, i mean you know
1: like hearing
2: yeah
1: hearing ellen that like you know she gets a cat and when it gets a little too old out of the cute phase, she just gets rid of it reminds i think jack and i a lot of one joe exotic joe Uh,
0: exotica holy shit you tiger 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 King king on netflix um I'm gonna Wait, like we should we should give to... you guys some time to get caught up, but yeah everyone please watch, do so so we can talk in detail about this the characters are mind boggling there's a guy who was arrested for being uh I think Florida's largest cocaine dealer ever uh and Ooh. he sold drugs to support his exotic animal habit like this is that just says that millions. literally and Uh, He runs a super secretive private zoo, use smuggling methods. He learned from drugs to smuggle the animals. And he's like the sixth most interesting character in the, like they just use him as like a quick anecdote.
1: I would love to like run down the characters, but even doing that, it takes away from the experience of watching it because it's like, it's like you're looking yeah. at a rotten onion with like a bunch of fireworks shooting out of it. And you're like, I think I know what this is. It's a fucking weird ass <laughs> onion with fires shooting out of it. And then you start peeling it away and you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is inside what of this thing? Happening? The outside was like enough to get me in. But now I'm like blinded by the truth within this thing. It's unbelievable. It's so entertaining. It's like a combination of like a Christopher Guest doc, like mockumentary and true crime. And, and the jinx. The- yeah. Yeah. It, it's the, fucking wait, all the over the place.
2: Yes. So, yeah. You can't just yes. tell me something's as good as The Jinx. I don't take that lightly. Okay.
0: If the Jinx was say- a Christopher Guest mockumentary. Yeah. Like, okay. That's what okay. really, cool. Yeah. It's, I'll
1: watch
0: it's it. I mean, there's like one episode where they just unleash this amazing mystery that you're like, wait, the, what the fuck? Yeah. And then like, one episode just move is like,
1: on. Yeah. One, of the, one episode, it must be a Dateline episode too. Like, one of the episodes just plays out like, they, you know, there's like the sort of momentum of the narrative arc of the actual series, but then at one point they're like, "We really need to take this whole episode to talk about this one person's life really quick, just so you can understand what the grumblings are about this person." And when you watch, you're like, d- "I, d- d- uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's
0: it's also interesting." My my wife and I were talking about like how like the these. People would be Fortune five hundred CEOs or like the president or, you know, dangerous cult leader. Well, I guess they are kind of cult leaders, you find out, but yeah. like if they were born to, you know, in a different situation, they're incredibly intelligent. They're incredibly like just great at manipulating people, charismatic, yeah. like the, there's great at there's great just, at
1: identifying people who are can be manipulated as well. Yes. Like yes. True Predators.
0: Yeah. They're unbelievable. True Predators. Unbelievable.
2: Good band name.
1: True, yeah.
0: predators true, Preda- true Predators. True
2: Predators. I'm, I'm excited. I'll give me give me two days. I'll be ready.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We can I mean I'm, well, sure I'm not everyone... even all
0: the way through it. I don't know if it yeah. ends with the jinx probably had the best ending of any oh, any true crime documentary oh, series of all time. And now
2: and now we're gonna have to wait till coronavirus is blown over to find out. If Robert Durst, I can be prosecuted f- for a crime if I was high on meth. Argument is going to hold up in court. I- right, a lot
1: of people are waiting to see how that goes. Could set a lot of precedents down the road.
2: Yeah, I, I,
0: I feel like it might <laughs> set a precedent meth. for the people in Tiger King because there's that's another thing it has in common is yeah. Uh, I, I, okay, so we should just on just- meth.
1: Just describe very generally, if you don't even know what Tiger King is, it's a Netflix documentary about this beef that goes on between people who privately own tigers and show them and breed them and like have petting zoos and this other side of the spectrum, which is namely one woman who wants to rescue them. But the question begs, are this, is this really the same coin? Is this even two sides of the same coin? Is it the same same side of one coin? Yeah, it's really, yes, it's. Like it's got something for everyone: animal lovers, comedy lovers, true crime lovers. If you like bad country music and cringeworthy music videos, it's all it's all there.
2: I'm in. All right, great.
0: What's going on with Taylor Swift? I I know nothing about this.
2: Well, I mean, God forbid, I I'm not a huge fan of of hers, but I do think some some unrelated Corona celeb news I I stumbled across this mm-hmm. weekend was that. Uh, there was uh, five million years ago, there was uh, that line in the Kanye West song where he says he made K- Taylor Swift famous. And when she uh, demanded to be excluded from the narrative, she uh, he leaked a video or he and Kim Kardashian leaked a video uh, with her, quote unquote, approving it on the phone. Five million years later, the full video leaked. And it turned out uh, that he didn't tell her the whole line he was going to do and that Taylor Swift for the first time in a long time was uh was in the right,
1: right. great so i love it Justice. everyone's
2: quarantined uh but turns out taylor swift was right about something uh i mean it doesn't matter because they're all just like i mean kanye west and taylor swift are both the just like celebrities so entrenched in their own like self mythologizing that almost anything related to either of them doesn't matter to me
1: uh yeah i mean kanye wow he i So what?
2: What did the
0: explain the the what was the version of this that we had come to believe, and then what? What's the okay? Because you know, he says, "So
1: on my south side, dad know me best. I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why I made that bitch famous." That line, you know mm -hmm. that line. So then they they people were the story was that Taylor had no idea that that was going to happen, and then they put uh, Kim like uh, Jamie was saying, Kim and Kanye had a video that apparently. Absolved them of anything because they're like, here it is, evidence. We told her, and she knew. So I don't know what the big deal is.
2: But then it was like when the full version came out. It seems like they it was a pretty heavily edited receipts video where Kanye didn't tell her the whole line. Uh, He they didn't say he didn't say I made that bitch famous. He didn't say all this other stuff. Uh, And then you hear Taylor Swift pushing back and not fully approving it on that call. Uh, So you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a celeb video. Who gives a fuck? But also, it made me think about something else for a minute.
1: I mean, yeah, as many, you know, dunk on Kanye as many times as possible, please.
0: Her response is also like how I would respond if Kanye West called me and was like, hey, can I put this thing in there? Like, she seems a little starstruck. And I mean, she's obviously not starstruck. She's a big well, celebrity yeah. who has but an enormous like ego. Her- but she's like, that's not mean. Like, that's how I would kind of react if it's like I, her
2: bully somebody... of a decade is like calling her up like it's right. yeah. such a weird situation yeah. in the first place that yeah. i don't to know like, how i would well, react in that situation signed off
0: on it yeah
1: you're like hey i want to apologize to you in the form of like further deepening our problem
2: right <laughs> right. right i kind yeah. of i mean far be it for me to empathize with taylor swift but i kind of felt for her on this one uh, where she just kind of gave this long, meandering answer. She's like, oh, well, uh, did you say that you made me famous? Well, what am I going to do about it? It's just kind of like whatever at this point. But, I mean, you got to tell the story the way it happened to oh, you and the man. way you experienced it. Like, honestly, yeah. you didn't know who I was. It didn't matter if I sold $7 million of that album before you said that, which is what happened. You didn't know who I was. It's fine. But, um, yeah, can't wait to hear the song <laughs> is her quote. <laughs> so you're just like, uh, oh, Taylor, my God, please. this girl's like having a meltdown. I just
1: should have just told I, that guy to fuck off.
2: Watching the full right. video will really make you feel for Taylor Swift because she's just spiraling. Uh, I don't have enough
1: empathy right now to send to her but in sympathy, but I I I want her to do well.
2: It's a good it's a good payoff on a celebrity story that's been developing for what four years now or something yeah, ridiculous. Seriously, yeah. So, and then, you know, yeah, that's the, the conclusion. Ri-
1: the reverberations, especially after the video, where people are like Kim's a fucking snake and all this—ugh, I
2: know. I'm, too much. I need, we need to stop calling women snakes on the internet. Uh, and the solution to one woman being absolved of being a quote-unquote internet snake can't be just a different woman is an internet snake. It's too <laughs> easy. Uh, what if just, we
1: call? What if we refer to women as snacks?
2: <laughs> I think that that's a different kind of sexist.
1: Uh, snack flag. Uh,
2: Sneck flag. Sneck flag.
1: I was thinking of the Gadsden flag. All right, bad is joke, anyone... and we oh, have too much distance; oh, nothing's oh, oh, connecting.
2: Wait. We're gonna raise your snack flag. I should now more than ever have your snack flag waving outside your yeah. damn house. <laughs> I got not I'm the a, Gadsden a...
1: flag, one that just says snack flag, so people know what time it is.
2: We got we got a flagpole at the house, and I took a bunch of old like '90s seasonal flags from my parents' house the last time I was home, and so we've just been switching them out. We had sunflowers out. We had a little back to school bookworm. Flying oh. out the house the other day, we got Mickey Mouse with a hat on. We got we Do got you have all the Christian kinds of flags. flag. <laughs> we got no. We have a bunch of like America ones that I'm like we. This isn't this not oh, right now. Oh man,
1: I, there was somebody who lived by me who would fly the Christian flag out the house.
2: What is the Christian flag?
1: It's like white, purple, and red, and it has like it's like similar to the like our American flag, but where the stars are, it's like solid with like a red like a cross, like what? the Christ the cross right there. No. Hell yeah! Hey man, you gotta. We used to have to pledge allegiance to that shit every morning.
0: Wait, the Christian <laughs> flag, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was about pledging allegiance to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One yeah. Savior. It's like, oh, the whole thing. It was like, <laughs> I used to remember it, but that's all I remember.
2: Yikes!
0: In the realm of celebrities making us cringe, flash huh? making us forget reality for a second. I do want to talk about Rita Wilson rapping, uh, hip hop, hooray, which people seem to what? be.
1: Uh, did you not see it? No, I I don't have time for that anymore. What oh happened? She was rapping. God, she
2: was rapping. Miles. Chet Chet got to her. Honestly, Chet, if you're feeling, it's very
0: Chet esque because she has like a very like insulting like faux it's accent. She it's very a, racist.
2: Yeah, she's doing a racist accent. She's like burning up on coronavirus you're just like what do we (laughs) do with this like I just that was a story where I'm like no I'm stumped I don't know
1: I mean I saw people talking about I saw Rita Wilson rap but I'm like I'm honestly now out of self-preservation I'm like nah don't got time for that yeah I don't know are
0: people like I haven't really paid much attention to this other than getting it sent to our text thread and watching it and then deciding never to like speak of it again uh, <laughs> until yeah. until this call. Uh, but what like are people into it? Are other people pointing out how like kind of I think racist?
2: I think it's like with anything clueless people are into it, and they're like, "What a cutie pie being racist during her coronavirus quarantine." And right. then like other people are like, "Fuck this." but hope she gets well. I don't know. No uh, one, I mean, it's just kind of one of those stories where you're like, I don't fucking know. I can't deal with this yeah. right now. I don't have the brain space to evaluate or reevaluate my feelings on Rita Wilson right now.
1: Yeah. I used to have like the patience to like watch like white people, you know, fucking rap and be like, isn't that cool that I did the like the black people thing? But now Oof. I'm like, yo bro, my, I'm like, uh, uh, please, please go. I, I need to watch Tiger King. Please, <laughs> please let me be. Let me be with Joe um, Exotic.
0: Overcooked Two is a video game. Oh for, my God! For the yes, Switch Yes, this is what bro. I've been talking. We were. What about we were the gonna Switch? Get it.
1: Okay, yo, I've I've been playing it on PlayStation Network. This fucking game is it explode? Oh, let me tell you. Ooh. If you look, first of all, I've been playing this with uh, my boy Ty uh, over the internet. Uh, and it's basically a game. Very simple. It's you're in a kitchen with one other chef or maybe uh, many multiple chefs. Uh, but it's very simple. Like you'll have to you'll be making maybe one recipe, which is spaghetti. And in that one chef has to grab a pile of pasta, boil it. Another person has to grab tomatoes and chop it up and then put in a saute pan. And then when those things are done, you combine them in a plate and then take it to the fucking window to send it out to like the restaurant But the way it works, it's just like a very fun game because everyone has to be coordinated and you have to communicate. And it's one of those things where it takes up so much of your fucking attention because to I love like process anything. I like to cook also. And I like to be like, I I don't know, like I love efficiency. So Mm -hmm. to play this game well, like you will start getting frustrated with whoever you're playing with because they're not thinking proactively as as much as you are and you're like hey idiot i needed that fucking pasta three minutes ago and like because you got to also wash dishes there's so much shit to keep track of it's so fucking fun i cannot suggest it enough it's like and it's so simple it's not like a shooter or anything it's just like one button to grab something one button to put it down another button to chop then you put it's just great and then you watch all the orders come in like a real restaurant so much credit to line cooks out there and people who work back of house at restaurants the shit is an absolute ballet dance, but as a game, oh my I thought my friend was joking. He was like, you're gonna like it. I'm fucking gone. I'm gone off this shit right now.
2: Isaac, yeah, me too.
1: Isaac and switch.
2: I Isaac and I were <laughs> Shut almost the gonna fuck up.
1: Is that, what is he? What keeps- is, he keeps pretending Switch-gy he's name? a gamer and he likes Nintendo Switch. This has been his new like quarantine. I'm more of a bit, <laughs> Switch guy, Jamie. I don't know if you knew that. You're about me, switch but head? I'm more of a Switch guy. Yeah, yeah. Switch If hitter. you
2: put that in a kinky sense, that becomes a very that becomes a very different statement you're making.
1: Oh, uh,
2: <laughs> Jack O'Brien, known Switch. Uh, no Switch. Uh, yeah. That I I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying a game. We were gonna get. Uh, we were gonna get that game and then Isaac used to be a line cook and he's like this is a fucking game to you and I was like alright we'll get a different game <laughs> oh, <no. There. laughs> this like, ain't a um. fucking game and so we got something called Unraveled too, and I'm bad at it oh
1: uh, yeah. Unraveled man well you know Rocket League cute. I feel like Rocket League is another one that's easy for people to get into you know what I mean that's DJ Daniel's favorite thing he's yeah. furiously waving his arms like a Muppet in this Google Hangout right now <laughs> Um and yeah Ah oh man I'm telling you overcooked I get it you know he was he was serving on the front lines but
2: a fucking still. game do you I was, I was laughing
1: <laughs> 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 Just, I like the idea that he just looked at that and he's like immediately he's just like this is unacceptable don't reduce my experience <laughs> to some fucking game
2: with some goofy characters is this how I'm fucking seen in the world like oh I'm was- a fucking rat
1: I'm a yeah. rat you Chopping know, we're, tomatoes.
2: <laughs> we're all on day like ten and eleven, so yeah. You know, we'll try, I, I'll I'll see if I can wear them down on it.
0: All right, guys. Well, that's been episode. Where can people find you, <laughs> <Episode>. Jamie? <laughs> yes, indeed.
2: it has been episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Jamie Loftus Help, Instagram at Jamie Christ Superstar. On Wednesday, I'm doing a live stream of a show I was working on prior to the plague uh it's like a seventy soap opera i'm gonna be live streaming from the lyric hyperion account uh because it's a benefit to help support their workers while the theater's closed so if you're around oh awesome uh at 8 p.m pacific on wednesday night that's what i'll be doing then and then Bechtelcast is still happening we're recording with barry sonnenfeld later so there you go Oh, i can't wait yeah
0: that's amazing and is there a tweet you've been enjoying
2: yeah, this was a, a vocalization of something I've been noticing in, in the way the press has been covering stuff. It's from at D. Sarkisova. Uh, is it Diana Sarkisova? Uh, it's one of those tweets that says, No one, anything. Absolutely nobody, nothing. Editors working on coronavirus coverage. Amid, 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 amid. amid. <laughs> <laughs> There's, it's, i mean the word amid is having a big ass moment because it's some avoidant language that editors use to be like joe biden uh you know like steals an election amid plague concerns like you're just <laughs> shit <laughs> like amid just connects one cursed thought to another right now so
0: right right miles where can people find you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying
1: Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiancé. I got a new episode going up tomorrow, Wednesday. So check that out on the latest episode of 90 Day Fiancé, where I get faded with Sophia Alexandra. Talk shit about it. Um, A show, or no, a show, a tweet that I like uh, when it's from Blair uh, Blair Saki from last week where said my heart goes out to men whom without sports are feeling their feelings for the first time instead of yelling at the screen welcome bitch here's a white wine <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome
0: uh, some tweets I've been enjoying at Drew Toothpaste tweeted anyone else getting the Looney Tunes effect where you look at a billionaire and see steaming roasted chicken and you start licking your lips <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Oh, that's great.
0: And uh, Parna Nancharla tweeted Going to the grocery store now feels like going to town in Little House on the Prairie. If I am good, maybe Papa will let me get an orange. Uh, (laughs) Which I totally, such a treat Uh, to just go to the grocery store. Going to town. Like, ah, thing. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. footnotes. We link nice. off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's it going to be?
1: Let's Doctrine. do a song uh, Oh my Doctrine. god I gotta Dude I, You know what someone needs to do Is put up the old MTV Party To Go albums Is that on YouTube yet? Oh because what's that? Okay, so uh, sit down, young child. Just like how I knew not of the Wild Thornberries cartoon, let me tell you about a little CD series called MTV's Party To Go, in which a DJ would basically pre-mix some of the best hits of the year into one CD, and you could just play that, and it would seamlessly mix. It was like a playlist that was mixed They could just play, and people were like, ooh, what's this? Is there a DJ here? No, it was MTV's Party To Go. Okay. Woo. Now, uh, track I like is from a band called Nomo, uh, and they're just dope. They're from Michigan, big up Ann Arbor. They're like they play like really dope Afrobeat, sort of new jazz, all kinds of shit. They're just really fantastic on their instruments. This is from I think their first album or one of the first albums I had heard from them uh, called New Tones, and the track is also called New Tones, but spelled N U T O N E S by the band Nomo. This is just again. Just Nice brass, live instruments. Get your shoulders loose, get your hips loose, get your toe tapped, and get to now this I, quarantine life.
0: I see that the spelling is uh, influenced by new metal. Is the song also influenced by new metal?
1: Um, you know, in a very roundabout way, I think we can all yeah. say that everything we do has been influenced by new right. metal Every, in some way.
0: Every, all culture at this point. Um,
1: everything well, is
0: new metal. <laughs> the Daily Zydecoast mm-hmm. is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning's episode. Uh, we will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.